This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. If you haven't heard about Anchor, let me tell you, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Check this out. It is free. No, I'm serious. It's free, 100%. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor then distributes that podcast for you, and you can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can also make money from that podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Another week of midweek mentioned. I'm Anthony at Stando on Twitter. Joining us tonight, we have Mayor Matt, we have John in Miami, Samantha Young, aka Young Breezy. We got steak sauce. Boy goes out on his date with Brad and Sarah. We have Schweitz and recovering from his battle with that nasty COVID-19. We have Christy, aka Will. Welcome pew, 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 pew. How's everyone doing? Outstanding. Wonderful. Better than average. I'm scared and nervous and terrified. <laughs> well, you, you have a right to be. I'm gonna eat you alive, steak. I know. You, you gotta leave with hot sauce for that encounter. I'm just gonna stand behind the hot sauce and let her do all the talking. And then I'm just gonna be like, Sarah, can I take a picture? And then I'm just gonna go back to the hotel. That's a heady place. Before I ruin it, before I ruin everything. So, uh, you know, interesting week of shows this week. Um, I was excited that to do on a fourth day, although we don't get the benefit of that, but uh, that'll be cool. So let's lead off. Mayor, what do you got for us? I got, I got an awful lot, and I actually was going to start off recording this show from the, from the bathroom because that's where you go to unload crap. Um, our, I'm going to fire – I've thought about this. I'm going to be firing an arrow into the sky because uh, Dan Lebetard went on a, a, a pretty good rant about my state, and I, I'm outside of Atlanta, and turned the firing of Lloyd Pierce into something – and made some claims about our city and our state that I, I'm not real thrilled about. Lloyd Pierce was 63 and 120, and he tried to make it about race. And, you know, you guys that know me in the chat, I don't get political at all. I know I'm an elected guy, but I am probably the most apolitical person you'll, you'll ever meet. But the firing of Lloyd Pierce was predicated uh, by uh, him not getting along with Trey Young or, Jay, or, or any, the other two young players. Uh, I'm not a big Hawks fan. I don't watch an awful lot of them, but a couple of things you need to know about the city of Atlanta. Atlanta has had a, an African-American mayor since 1974. Over the last 20 years, white people have been moving into Atlanta while African-Americans have been moving out to the suburbs because guess what? They're welcome out there as well. They're all, we're all, we get along very well, unlike what Mr. Lebetard was trying to say. Uh, Atlanta is 53% black. Georgia is 30% African-American, yet we elected a black person and a Jewish person, both Democrats. Here's one thing you don't know. On that same day, on that same ballot, 
we elected a Republican by the name of Bubba to the Public Service Commission. We get along. Georgia is not, I mean, yes, every place could be better, but he painting our city is divided. It's ridiculous. And I just, I'm offended at the way that he represented um, our state and also the city of Atlanta. So I wanted to just kind of take umbrage with that and I'll, I'll let it go now. Thank you. I've got a lot of other things, but but again, everybody's on here and everybody's got their topics as well. And I just want to defend my state. It was a no, is, is Atlanta still where the players play? Absolutely. <laughs> okay. I, Mayor, I, I know what you mean uh, by that. There's like, there's the South and then there's Florida, which is not part of like the cultural South. And I think a lot of outside folks looking in don't, they they have one impression of how things work and like you said every place could get better and the south is in no short supply of the uh needs to get better in lots of departments uh but yeah i think dan paints with too simple of a brush sometimes well that example was just a bad example there's plenty that need to be fixed and plenty of things that need to get worked on i mean he almost probably heard a vocal cord trying to stretch this argument so much it just wasn't it, it didn't apply is there a chance he actually thought it was lloyd bridges who got fired and he did just use the wrong name pick pick a bad week to quit sniffing glue <laughs> i was stumped for a bit i wasn't sure if lloyd bridges was jeff bridges father or grandfather either i was like scratching my head for about two minutes then i, I did the math i said no it's got to be his dad yeah it is john what do you got I was listening to, I think it was today's show, and um, I, was, I was surprised everybody kind of glossed over a nug, if you will, where, where Dan might have admitted that Dan and, and Valerie, that they were pregnant or that they were trying to be pregnant. And I was like, what the, maybe, maybe, they were, maybe there's a decree there not to talk about that stuff and, and mention it. But when they asked, uh, I think it was something about um, Dan, Dan being in his 80s when he's a dad, or they made reference to Dan being a dad and Dan was like, well, you know, I'd be 80 or 85 made, suggested to me that they were either trying to have a kid or there, or a kid was on the way. And I don't know if I was the only person who read it that way or heard it that way. What, what did you guys think about it? Did you guys hear it also, or did it sneak under the radar? Yeah. He, he made it sound like he's going to be watching cartoons with his kids within the next year or two. Yeah. Yeah. Cause which, I think Mike said like, it'll be 75 and he's like, you mean 55 or something? It was like, yeah, Man. something like that. Yeah. <laughs> right. He'd be, yeah, any moment now, he'd probably calling Mike to change the diapers. <laughs> <laughs> this goes back to uh, my theory uh, the infamous story of Dan having uh, his testicular ultrasound and the, uh, the ultrasound technician complimenting him on the show mid ultrasound um samantha i don't know if you've ever heard this story or not um it's a uh, it's it's quite a funny one uh amongst the levitard show fans dan went in to have a procedure done an ultrasound and he describes this great big bear of a man who has dan up on in the saddle like legs sprawled out in the stirrups and uh, administering the ultrasound when he looks up and says I just got to say, I am such a big fan of yours. Mid-ultrasound, all jellied up and everything. And, he, was, uh, he was cupping and, and, his balls, too. I mean, <laughs> Dan, was, Dan was, not the technician. Yes, yes. Uh, it, was, it was quite the funny story. But there was speculation at the time. This was around the time that Dan 
uh, and Valerie either had announced their engagement or, or Greg Cody uh, got the scoop or something. It was just prior to that. And a lot of people speculated that that was something he had done to find out if he could have kids in the future. Um, so I think that might have been part of that um, reckless speculation on my part, but I will bow out after having awkwardly brought that subject up. Well, okay, I, I, I never heard that conspiracy theory or, or speculation. I have had that procedure, unfortunately, without, without the fanfare, obviously. Um, <laughs> but it, it, was, it was awkward and, um, and as Dan says, cold and uh but you know it had to be done but wow that that's that's news to me the fact that he, you that some people are speculating that they were i mean i'm not sure how how they they you know i'm no doctor but how, how they would check your sperm count through a testicular ultrasound but you know who knows they put a man on the moon right well, well here let's go back I to why this even to get the right Let's go back to why this thing even came up. It was because he'd never watched Toy Story. And I'm going, wait a second. You don't have to have kids to watch Toy Story. What a great movie. What a great series of movies. And, I mean, to not have any reference towards Slinky or any of the, the childhoods. I mean, it's yes, it's a movie that was made for, for kids, but it is certainly something that adult, you could sit down and watch that and not feel bad about it at all. You're here. But I also feel like when that came out was probably when he was much more of a going out late, partying, even more than he probably was doing, you know, the last couple of years. So I could see him just sort of not necessarily, I'm not going to the theater to watch, to watch that. I'm going to, you know, Prime 112 and having, you know, six tequilas and a T-bone. I don't know. But I well, do agree, Mayor. It is, it is a good movie that I'm, I am surprised that more people haven't seen it, but I could see Dan not. What's everybody's favorite Pixar movie? Mine would be the first Incredibles. I think for the most part, all these movies hold up as a as as not feeling bad at all for watching. Save for maybe like I don't know, Cars or something. I feel like a lot of them hold up as adult movies themselves. What's everybody's favorite? I really like Soul. Was that Pixar? It yeah. was. Yeah. Yep. It was yep. yeah, Soul was so good, and that that kind of ties in because I was my children had aged out of cartoons. Like they have no interest in watching cartoons. They just want to watch like YouTube and play Roblox and all this dumb shit all the time. <laughs> so that was the first movie that I've watched without that. And me and my wife were kind of looking at each other. We're like, this is kind of weird. We're watching cartoons without the kids. <laughs> I guess it's okay though, right? Coco was uh, was Coco. really good too. I think I'm, I'm in a tie between Finding Nemo and Monsters, Inc. I don't oh. know which one I like more. That's a, good, that's a tie for me. That's a push. Those those are uh, two good choices. I'd I'd have to say again. I I didn't think about Monsters Inc., but that's a good one. And and Toy Story. Yeah, absolutely. John, did anyone do the Mike Lazowski? Mike Lazowski. Can anyone anyone say that properly? I want to hear Ant say it. What Mike Lazowski? Mike Lazowski. <laughs> John, what's your favorite? So I, I have very good recall. So I was checking on the on the internet to see which ones were there, and I think you're you're right. Uh, the Incredibles is is probably one one that that sticks with me is up uh, that that initial scene. Oh man, that was that was yeah. a tough scene, um, but but great, right? Like beautiful and great and touching. And then the 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 message that it has about like not squandering your life and all that stuff that that resonated with me. Um, so. I'm gonna, you know, if I can, if you guys already picked yours, um, I'll go I'll go uh, off the board and, and go with Up. Schweitz, what about you? Yeah, I was gonna say that first uh, five minutes in Up is one of you know is, is some of the best storytelling that that there's ever been. But uh, 
I would say probably, uh, yeah, Toy Story or Monsters, Inc. always just is up there. I always uh, felt a kinship to Sully in, in Monsters, Inc. I really liked how they portrayed him, and I love John Goodman, so that just worked for me. Uh, Brave is another one that I think is uh, flies under the radar. Brave, the hair animation in the movie Brave with her red hair is just like, I, I, I could... I, I, feel like I could take mushrooms and watch that for hours, just like, you know, slow it down and watch it in high def and just zone out. It's incredible looking. <laughs> I love Rats out too, the, the movie with the, oh, you know, there's so many good ones. in the kitchen. <laughs> yeah, there's so many good ones. Uh, there's also, did anybody ever see The Good Dinosaur? Yeah. I think is yes. the name of it. Uh, some of those backdrops in that movie they look photorealistic they do not look animated at all the cartoon the subject matter itself is is kind of cartoonish but the the backdrops if you ever get a chance look up still images from that movie and it's just breathtaking also the uh just the short films that they do the um presto the one with the magician there's obviously there's the the one with the lamp that came out before you know that they showed before toy story there right. i mean those are all wonderful as well also the good dinosaur <laughs> Steve Martin's a prop comic. Yeah. Somebody yeah. got it. <laughs> All right. And I'm throwing it back to you. All right. What about you, Schweitz? What do you got topics for this week? Uh, I uh, just wanted to play a round of name drop for those of you who have listened to the show this week. You know, Billy introduced a game where everybody had to go around and talk about a time that they met a celebrity. And then everyone says name drop and they move on and everyone tries to outdo the person before them. Well, Why don't you, you start then? Okay, I will start. Uh, I spent probably two hours in an event hanging out with Dr. Ruth. Now, if Dr. <laughs> Dr. Ruth, Ruth, the uh, very elderly. <laughs> Did she come up to like your belly button? Oh, she's tiny. She, she, <laughs> was, she, didn't, she didn't hit five foot. She was tiny and she's exactly how you picture her. Very, uh, she was very happy and, and you, know, you could see she would be feisty if, if the mood struck, but... Uh, yeah, no, she was she was a blast and got to like hang out with her in a small group for a while. What did you talk about? <laughs> Just uh, she was actually at this event speaking of, about her time in the Holocaust. <laughs> so, oh God, oh, oh God, that was a terribly <laughs> timed laugh. So then you and your oh wife were making out. It was like a Seinfeld episode. No, no, we were we we were we did not talk about that. She was not speaking anymore at that point. But uh, that's what she wasn't there to talk about sex. Okay, somebody, whoever edits this thing, please take my laughter out. Thank you. No, leave it in. Leave it in. No, leave it in. Because I was, I'm glad you audibly laughed because I was like, do what? That just threw me for a loop because, of course, I'm just picturing you sitting there talking with a 80-year-old woman about your sexual habits or worse yet, her sharing yours, hers with you. And well, uh, but evidently, you're there for a very serious topic. So I, My I mom was also standing next to me, so that would have been really awkward. Yeah. I would agree. Oh, gross. Imagine if your mom got in on the, uh, like, sexual talk action. Ugh. I would have walked away. Hey, All right. How, did, how does this down? game work? Yeah, uh, Schweitz, you got you to tell. Who do you want to go next? Ant, why don't we kick it over to you? I think the best might be my mayor um, of New York City, de Blasio. Um, we go to the same gym, and I've worked out next to him, um, or one machine over or two machines over from him, and I see him there often, although not in the last year when I haven't been going, but um, that's probably the closest that I could think that's like any sort of interaction. Um, or I see him, you know, he lives, at least before he moved to Gracie Mansion, he lived like six blocks away. We, I would often see him around the neighborhood. I'd be pointing out to my kids, 
that's the mayor. And I'm like, who? I'm like, that's the mayor of your city. They're like, oh, okay. You know, and he's relatively personable and you're, you know, able to say hello to him and whatnot. So I'll go with that. Let's go to you, so, Steak. What do you got? Well, if you ask me next week, I'll have a, a better one. <laughs> um, <laughs> I got uh, I got Tim Kirkchen twice, which is pretty, pretty damn good. I got Tony Dungy. I got Houston Astro shortstop, third baseman, Alex Bregman. I got Kyle Turley, that Saints guy who ripped that dude's helmet off. And I got, uh, let's see, Hank Williams the third. Oh, hell yeah. That's up my alley. I, after the show. I think in, in my book, you win the game between Tim Kirchin and this crowd. I think that takes the cake. And then my uh, musical <laughs> interest, Hank the third, is hard to beat, man. And he didn't even use Izzy. I haven't met him yet. Who do we text? Izzy's on the list there. Chris Cody. <laughs> Well, right, what about Steak, you? You throw it to somebody, I think. Samantha, who you got? I got a couple. So in his earlier acting years, I did get to meet Dwayne Wade. Um, Very cool. That was pretty sweet. I ran into CeeLo Green at Las Vegas Airport, and we took a group photo, and I got to be the one to put my arm around him, so that was pretty cool as well. Um, what did he I smell like? I don't remember. I was just like admiring how much taller I was. Than him, or at least taller than I thought it would be next to him. He's I imagine short. him. I imagine him smelling really good all the time. Between CeeLo Green, Dr. Ruth, and Tim Kirchin, we have uh, quite a small lineup here. I got one more though, and I think it's better than just oh, I met him. He's actually a family member. My cousin's Eli Roth. Really? Wow, the director. What? Wow. Yeah. The Bear, the Bear Jew? Jew. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. That's I think wild. that's like the ultimate drop, the name drop, when it's like your actual family member that you're yeah, talking right. for. It's like casually. Like, oh, yeah. Do you do you stay in touch with him? Is is it somebody you talk to, you grew up with? Like some people grow up being around their cousins a lot. Sometimes it's like a distant family member. Yeah, we honestly grew up in different parts of the country for most of our life. Um, he came down when I was a little bit younger and like my great grandmother's uh, 90th birthday party and a couple other various occasions. But really, um, he moved from Boston to California. When he moved out to California, I've actually never been out there. So I haven't seen him in a long ass time. Gotcha. All, All right, right, Samantha, oh, you, th you throw it. Uh, John in Miami, who's your name drop? All right, let's see. I, have, I also have a few, but I'm, I'm going to pick the most, the, the most embarrassing one for me. So um, down here, uh, I went out one night um, to, to a hotel that had a, a very nice kind of outdoor bar stuff. It's called the Delano. And um, I had to go to use the restroom and in there is Lawrence Fishburne. So I stepped to the, I stepped to the urinal and I started peeing. Obviously he was there Larry first. Larry the so, cowboy. And um, Morpheus, right? So, uh, so he goes and, and finishes and starts washing his hands. And I believe there was only one sink. And um, just as I'm wrapping up, he's finishing. So I go to the sink and I'm, I'm looking all over the place for this, for this, how to like wash my hands, how to release the water. I'm looking everywhere. And, and Lawrence Fishburne's there drying his hands and kind of seeing that I'm having some trouble on finding this, this thing. So finally he, he looks at me and he, point, and he says, Hey, um, uh, you have to step on that button. So the, the, the floor had these tiny little tiles and one of the tiles was the button that you would step on to, to release the water. And to this day, I feel horrible because he points out, he tells me how to, how to you know, uh, sanitize my hands, right? Properly, so, so thanks to him. And how do I repay him? 
I pretend like I knew it all along and kind of like shrug it off. I say, yeah, like, yeah, of course, of course it's a button, you know. I didn't say it, but I acted in that manner. And it, to this day, it bugs me that, that I, I kind of try to play off the fact that I didn't know how to turn on the water in the restroom and Lawrence Fishburne tried to help me and rather than like thank him, I kind of tried to play it cool and, and was a complete a-hole. Great. Hold on, I gotta call Crispy out here. Larry the Cowboy is the first thing that popped in your head? Hell you yeah. No, Cowboy Larry. Curtis. That's, that's what I'm saying. But he went by Larry Fishburne uh, back okay. back on the, uh, the Pee Wee right. Herman show. Yep. I, I did. I, you're right. I did mix up names, though. Uh, uh, Steak did call me that. out. Mayor called me out, too. It's Larry Fishburne as Curtis the Cowboy. That's right. You got to go Furious style. That's the first thing I think. Boys in the hood. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No? I mean, Morpheus. 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 I, I, I think would be yeah, one. Yeah. How do you associate him more with CSI? Anything else? Is that weird? Oh, wow. <laughs> That's funny. All right, John, throw it. I think we're left with Mayor Matt. All right, I got a whole bunch. I'm going to throw a lot at you at a very quick period of time. Original two-sport athlete Brian Jordan played with both the Braves and the Atlanta Falcons at times, but then it went on other places. Spent 20 minutes one night speaking one-on-one -on -one baseball with Bobby Cox, Hall of Famer. Uh, had dinner with Chipper Jones one time. That's a little misleading. We were at the same restaurant. Our tables were next to each other. But he's, <laughs> his his best friend lives in Cartersville, and uh, and I'm actually friends with him. And so we've we've met uh, Wes Durham, who's the voice of uh, the Atlanta Falcons. We're we're friends as well. I've met Gilbert Gottfried, Nick Faldo, Joe Torrey, former Speaker of the House Newt Gingrich. Went to high school with Buff Bagwell, professional wrestler, and what? because of the. What? Oh, yeah, that picture's been in the chat. Yeah, Mark and I go back to, I mean, middle school. Uh, Steve Warner, Pamela Tillis, Colin Ray from a music. But the one I'm going to hit you with uh, is my friend Butch Walker. And you may not know who Butch Walker is, but he was the part of the Marvelous Three, Freak of the Week, One Hit Wonder. But he's most, he was once the Rolling Stone producer of the year. He's produced, he produced the Red Album for Taylor Swift. He's produced wow. things for Keith Urban and, uh, uh, a number of people, Fallout Boy, uh, the list goes on forever. Do a little deep dive on him, and there's and actually he's got a cult following for his music, and I'm I'm a big fan, and he's a great guy, and he's from Cartersville, uh, but that's that's the one I'll name drop with you. You got to get him on the the podcast, man. What are you doing? You're sleeping on all these names, man. We gotta we gotta put you to work. We 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 gotta get a hold of that. Both bad rough for sure. I, I, I guarantee I get Mark. Absolutely. What's that? Does 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 Buff have the stuff? Oh, of course he does. Oh, wow. Okay. This is like, this is gonna, uh, I, I can, I can, uh, I'm going to let steak run point on that podcast when we have buff Bagwell. Um, that that's right up his alley. That's, uh, <laughs> that's like 12 year olds. Uh, you know, like that's like, like peak WCW right there, man. That, that's, that's amazing. Uh, so I think I'm the last to go. I didn't, uh, get to name my, or drop my names rather. Um, so I went to a roller derby bout. My wife used to play roller derby in uh, New Orleans. Um, this is about seven or eight years ago. And it happened to be the same weekend as the NCAA Final Four. And I'm walking down the street. And as I'm approaching, there's this gentleman walking towards me. And he is just dressed. I, I start to realize how dapper this dude looks how like dressed to the nines he is. And he's walking with like a, a younger kid. And I'm just like instantly, my eye is drawn to him. And we're like the only ones on the street, me and my wife. And as he gets closer, I realize, like I say this out loud, 
oh shit, you're most deaf. Uh, the rapper most deaf was like approaching me and he, he heard me and he saw me and he, he kind of smiled and laughed and he said, it's Yasin Bey now. And I had forgotten that he changed his name. I don't know for what reasons, if it was artistically or religiously, but uh, he changed his name to Yasin Bey. And like, and I, I, I said, that's, I said something silly or like, that's right. And as we pass, he like daps me up and spins and just keeps it moving. And it was the slickest interaction I've ever had with another human being I was just like <laughs> completely dumbfounded by it um and uh, growing up like uh, I love most deaf uh, or Yasin Bey I, I love his catalog he's one of my favorite rappers of all time I also uh met when I was younger my dad did three seasons of Matlock with uh the one and only Andy Griffith um so Matlock is a is a pretty that he, he would probably, as far as just name recognition goes, Andy Griffith is probably up there for me. I've met Gary Cole, uh, who a lot of people know as, uh, oh, I'm drawing a blank from Office Space, uh, the manager who holds the coffee mug. Bill, what is his name? Bill Lumberg. Yeah. Bill Lumberg. Thank you, Schweitz. Mm -hmm. uh, I've met, met Bill Lumberg before. Uh, he's also the dad from the Brady Bunch movies and uh, just a bunch of other stuff. He's, he's amazing. I've met Mark Duplass from The League. Uh, he's also a director. Um, uh, and as a very, oh, as a baby, um, I'm Stephen King. My dad worked on uh, quite a few movies with him back in the 80s. Uh, so Stephen King met me. I don't know that I really met Stephen King uh, because I was not conscious of the world yet. Um, but probably the most famous uh, uh, in the world of politics, uh, the one and only uh, mayor of Cartersville, Georgia, I got to meet over this past summer. So that is my biggest name drop uh that i'm going to leave you ladies and gentlemen with well the, I, I would say you win and i had to have an, an an addendum to my list you may not know this but i did once name a, a day after billy gill so that's there. true that's true yes. there you go. <laughs> name drop goes full circle back uh back to start with billy gill and i've been lucky enough to hang out with him a few times at moss and other events so uh i'll, I'll do a second name drop in that case Hopefully we all get to walk away from Moss Miami at the end of this year, being able to name drop all of the shipping container and Stugatz and Dan and everybody. Uh, uh, mayor showing us some, some pictures. Ah, there's the buff. Oh man. Look at that completely natural hair color on buff Bagwell. That's, that's legit right there. Back off my boy. I, I don't, I don't want no heat from that man. <laughs> I, I used to he played he's a year younger than me we played baseball might be two years younger than me come to think of it but he was about 160 pounds and had the like we all did had the hair you know down the middle and would wear that baseball cap stick way up in there so you can see the you can see the wing haircut really strong and uh, he, he was a good athlete obviously you got to be athletic to do that but he was uh he definitely wasn't that size when he was in high school until one until late high school that he he blossomed if uh, if anybody listening to this wants more info on Buff Bagwell, Google Buff Bagwell Cowboys for Angels .com. Get a lot of good uh, facts about him there. <laughs> I, I'm going to tell you not to do that. Shame on your mistakes. Shame. I don't know what. Shame. I don't know what. Shame on you. I, I'm really out tricky. of morbid. And out Samantha, of morbid you, curiosity, I'm going to Google, but I'm afraid to. Samantha, you dare not do that. Don't do it at work. You know what? I'm on a work computer. I probably shouldn't. No. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> no, you should not. <laughs> well, let's uh, circle back then to Greg's Garage. What did everybody think about that segment? 
How did they find them? <laughs> Between just him and Greg, he's wandering around in the old ass garage and just finding thousands and thousands of dollars of baseball cards from the 70s. It's just classic Greg Cody, you know? Okay, so uh, forgive me. I've, um, as Ant said at the top of the show, I've been recovering from COVID. And when I get sick, when I'm not working, I don't have my usual routine, I get behind on podcasts. It takes me, it actually takes me longer to listen to podcasts when I'm not working than it does when I am working. Did I see this? Like, I saw the t-shirt drop. I never actually listened to the garage segment. Did he find a Honus Wagner card? No. No, he found a okay. Willie, find a Willie Mays, a Hank Aaron, a Johnny Unitas card. Like, no, what else did he have? Wow. There was a Hank Aaron in there. Hank Aaron. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Johnny Bench. Yeah. Was a big Johnny one, yeah. They're doing more on Thursday. Right. And they were doing live checking of what, what the average uh, sale price of those cards are. And some of them were in the thousands. Some of them were like really wow. crazy. I, I don't know how much they were playing it up or not, but, but yeah, if, if, if it's true, he had, he has himself, you know, enough to, you know, maybe buy himself a classic car or something. Wow. I saw the, uh, they've already done a t-shirt drop. Based uh, based on the segment and on the the artwork, there was a picture of a Honus Wagner card, and I was like, "What the hell did I miss?" Like, I I, I didn't know if if that should be a trusted source or not. So, uh, but that's still incredible. The names that you guys are throwing out are did, did they, uh, absolutely wild. Do they have the Honus Wagner card? Is that just on the butt stuff T-shirt now? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> hey, have you guys ever heard of Norwegian rats? They're roof rats. I don't know where the Norwegian came from, but yeah, not, not the kind of problem you want to have, but sounds like they've got it all taken care of. Well, well, Greg claims that Chris disagrees, but we'll see. I don't know. I just sort of love the segment because I myself have a suitcase in my third floor that is literally just smattered with baseball cards and football cards and basketball cards. And I know there's two cards in there that are worth some money. But the rest is just like whatever I had amassed when I was, you know, when I was young. And <laughs> I was like, God, I should get out that suitcase and see what's in it <laughs> kind of thing. I was like, not that I think I have anything worth anything near where they were saying some of Cody stuff was worth. Because, you know, I'm 30 years past him age-wise or 25 at least. But I don't know. I really love the segment. It was a- I think I'm going to have to go looking through my parents' garage. We just did, I helped them clean it out a couple weeks ago. And not only does my brother, who I don't think he even realizes he has a whole bunch of cards, like a bunch of cards. My dad has cards. He's in his mid-70s. I can only imagine what he's been collecting over the years. And also just chilling in the garage. Like, come on, we live in South Florida. Things live through how many hurricanes? Looks like we got a Stugatz on our hands. <laughs> Did any of you guys ever, uh, so I, growing up, I didn't, didn't watch baseball. It was just, you know, North Carolina has never had a team. Uh, didn't really follow, uh, followed NASCAR and basketball uh, growing up. Those were my two uh, uh, sports. I collected X-Men cards. Um, I collected, like, basically comic book trading cards. I don't know if that was a common thing for anybody else, but buying packs of X-Men cards were my favorite thing in the world growing up. I had a bunch of uh, wrestling cards. I think I had a Buff Bagwell rookie card. When he won rookie of the year oh, like three get, years in a row. You got to get that sign. <laughs> I'm with you, Steak. I, I didn't do the, the, the X-Men cards. I did do the wrestling cards. Similar to Steak. Yeah. Comic books were the only thing I think I collected. And, and not very, you know, 
diligently. Man, I the have one a Pokemon and Digimon collection. Anyone else? <laughs> that was a little behind me. My my younger brother collected Pokemon uh, cards. Um, so I, I, I wasn't into that, but I, I do know they, you know, those original Pokemon cards are worth just as much as the Hank Aaron's and the Willie Mays and the, uh, all that good stuff. Um, uh, the one thing I, I, I take that back, I did have one collection of baseball cards and it was a complete box set. And I don't know where this is. It might be in my dad's attic of Nolan Ryan cards. Uh, it was like a whole like career retrospective because he was like one of the few baseball players. It was like Nolan Ryan, Fred McGriff, uh, Cal Ripken Jr. And like a few other ones that I was like familiar with. They kind of Bo Jackson because of, of the cartoon with Bo Jackson, Michael Jordan and Wayne Gretzky on Saturday mornings. All stars. Uh, so, loved that. Cartoon. Yeah. All stars. Yeah. I loved it. Loved it. That he was like one of the few baseball players. So like, I remember being at like the flea market and this guy, I was like, I had to have this Nolan Ryan set. My mom got it for me for like 20 bucks maybe. Uh, so yeah, that's somewhere. What about you, Mayor? Were you collecting cards when you were growing oh, up? Oh yeah, I, I collected mostly baseball cards. I had a ton. My brother is uh, three years younger than me. And then he, he really got into it, would buy the box sets. And so all those kind of went to him. And I don't think I had anything that had been really really expensive but I, I do have to say this i did learn something because i was i want came on here tonight i was dan kept going who's the maker who who made it who made it and in my mind growing up again being a little bit older the only baseball card manufactured was tops tops everything was tops but so i did a little deep dive i did a search on fleer because i'm like when did fleer start doing cards actually fleer goes back to the 1800s so fleer has had been in business and actually was one of the originators of bubble gum according to wikipedia so you know it's got to be true but growing up i didn't remember there's what there's fleer there's tops and what there was a there's a third one too upper deck upper deck, upper deck. Upper deck. yeah but again when i was growing up the only thing there was it was tops and it was nothing else and what the hell was cody being unable to read the back of a damn baseball card oh that that infuriated i wanted to like anything. jump to the screen and dan he, said it seven times what year is it well it doesn't say on the back it's like he, chris if it if it if the if the last line of the statistics is 1979, guess what? It's a 1980 baseball card. <laughs> yeah, Chris uh, posted some pictures of them and shared why he was having a hard time. Because, I mean, like on modern on modern cards, you do have a, there is a date at the bottom, which were not on those cards. And that's why he was having trouble. But they should be able to figure that out pretty quick. Yeah, but I, I feel like context clues are not Chris Cody's strong suit. Um, that That's probably slanderous of me to say. But <laughs> Greg's not a reporter or anything. He doesn't know how to read it to things. <laughs> they, they also talked about, uh, a dan they said, um, one of the most dangerous games to play. And that's um, sitting on the toilet with, with your um, like elbows on your knees. Uh, do you guys agree that that's the, one of the most dangerous games to play? And then how much time do you guys spend on the toilet on average? Um, uh, yeah. So, so I'll say definitely it is, it, it, I'll, I'll say it is a, it is a dangerous game because you can very quickly dead leg yourself. Yeah, go yourself numb. Um, I, I'll say as someone who is missing six inches of their colon, I tend to be sitting longer than most people and my legs oftentimes do go uh, do go a little numb and I have to, you know, either pick my legs up and get some movement out of them or, you know, 
do my you best to try to. One of those stools, they have like the poopy, poopy stools. Squatty potty. Squatty potty. That's yeah. what it's called, right? I've have you never tried, tried one, but I actually have heard good, good things. Um, about I own it. one. It's life changing. <laughs> it is absolutely life changing. Squatty potty in a bidet. I know uh, that's, I feel like that's pretty consistent <laughs> messaging across the Lauer After Hours universe. Come hell or high water or come hell or bidet water. Um, we're gonna get sponsored by uh, Tushy and Squatty Potty. I'm gonna I'm gonna make sure of it. Let's let's effing go. Um, I'll I'll just chime in here. I also spend uh, enormous amounts of time in the. Uh, I think they called it the toilet room uh, uh, when they were talking to Greg. Mine is actually a toilet room where you have like a little pocket door that that kind of keeps that business out of the rest of the business. But I do it because um, so I'm a sit down peer only at home. By the way. And um, I've started to realize that I spend way too much time in the toilet um, uh, because the peeing doesn't take any, you know, only, only about a, like a minute and a half, right? Or two minutes. But I'm in there and I'm doing checking, you know, Twitter and talking to you guys on the chat. And, and sometimes having <laughs> some of my best like ideas and epiphanies on, on the toilet. But, but I've, I've had to revert back to, to being a stand peer. Did, did you say epiphany? <laughs> nice we need some sounders we need some some nice like even if they're um limited fakes of like if we can get a limited fake hakeem nicks and put it on a soundboard that'd be great because that deserved it Tom, did you see the episode of scrubs where they literally have the epiphany toilet on the rooftop i did i did see that <laughs> mayor almost killed me with epiphany just then I tried to I tried to get to the mute button, but I was not fast enough. I apologize <laughs> for all of that coughing. Um, we got the name of the uh, episode. Epiphany. <laughs> uh, good stuff. Transition, yeah. So, Will, what was your Pokemon starter? <laughs> I didn't play Pokemon, so that's, I was just curious uh, what hers was, and it, it dawned on me I forgot to ask her. I forgot Fixed that those things were even cards because – you know, with my kids, I, I didn't know anything about Pokemon or anything like that. But my kids, few, a little while back, did the Poke, Pokemon Go. And so I completely oh, yeah. forgot about yeah. the cards because they, uh, the, they do it on the phone. Yep. I, I, got a, I got a very bizarre Pokemon Go story because I'm not into the Pokemon stuff. My kid just, it wasn't part of what we did. Well, we had gone for a trip, a family trip out west, and we got back home. The Pokemon Go thing had happened. So there are people wandering around all down it's the, the period right when kids were everybody was staring at their phones walking around places well i'd gone down to the theater that i manage and i'd noticed that there was a light that was on inside the theater well i was like i gotta go take care of this thing and i didn't know how any of this worked well there's these three girls i knew there were pokey stops and i know there were certain places so there were these three teenage girls that were walking around doing whatever and i said hey guys Trying to trying to be a nice guy, turned into a creepy old guy. I was like, hey, I know this is a pokey stop and I've got to go in and turn off this light. Do y'all want to come inside and see if there's one of these Pokemon things inside there? And they just kind of looked at me like, mm, no, no, but thank you, but but we're good. And I was like, again, it was all right, creepy old guy inviting three girls. Hey, come into this vacant building so that I can maybe lure you in. Maybe, maybe there's a Pokemon ghost and in here, whatever the heck thing was. The yeah, ex exactly. It was, it was like, hey, this is a great abduction story. 
And you're it still was, the mayor. It was just creepy old guy, try, you know, trying to be nice guy, creepy old guy that obviously didn't know the first thing about Pokemon. Uh, Samantha, I know you, you just rejoined us due to connection issues. Um, I asked you, actually, what, uh, what your favorite Pokemon card was, slash starter, slash Pokemon. Charizard. Charizard. Well, well, the funny thing is, like, it was just dead silent, and I didn't realize you had frozen. So I was like, oh, man, this is weird. This is awkward. She is not answering this question at all. Because you, you were, like, chilling in, like, a pose for yeah, a Yeah, you had, while. like, a thinking pose going. Yeah, and yeah. Just... Like, just, just relaxing. So you're, you're a Charizard. That's, that's your starter. Specifically, the hologram Charizard. And let me tell you, there's a, it's not a big story, but a small story. When I was growing up, I would go with my brother's friends to hang out. We would play with the cards. And one day my card was missing. I come back to the friend's house a couple weeks later and he's playing with this hologram Charizard card. And I was accusing him like, that is my card. You took my card. And I know that thing's gotta be worth it. I don't have one. Oh man. <laughs> that's, oh, that's such a bummer though. Like, cause yeah, I've, I think everybody's got that story of like the thing that they remember from their childhood that their shitty friend or, or a friend of a friend, like either broke that would be worth money now or had like memory attached to it or, or something like that. Oh, that's a bummer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Maybe it's my favorite. Cause I just store that memory of like, you know, the one, the thing that you can't have is the thing you want the most. Absolutely. The one that got how did, away. How did that segue into uh, Mare and his creepy Pokemon story? Like luring girls into, uh, what, what was going we, on there? We, we moved from Pokemon cards to Pokemon Go and then, you know, oh. Mare wanted to, <laughs> Mare wanted to get canceled. So he decided to tell him the story. <laughs> Steak, what about you? You got anything for the week? I think we uh, buried the lead a little bit. Uh, Monday's postgame <laughs> show was fucking amazing, wasn't it? <laughs> it was. Yes. The helping container. <laughs> Best postgame show I've ever heard. I, yeah. No, I think that's that's the only part of the show that you've listened to this week, right? You just had that on loop. He listens to that making fun of Steve over and over and <laughs> over again. <laughs> no, I felt bad for Steve. That was that was unnecessary. Me too. They roasted it. He's not stupid. They roasted He's not an airport stalker. That was over Steve the is line. an angel. Oh. Steve is He's a an airport man. stalker. He is neither of those things. He's a lovely human being. I have yeah, to admit. so that was uh, that was intense, man. That was like you did great. It, I, it, I there was it. like a there was like a four hour window from when I knew I was coming on until we started, and I was literally just pacing the house, you know. <laughs> just like, and I'm like trying to time it where I'm taking my kids to school. I don't even know if I took them to the right school or not, but. <laughs> so, uh, so speaking of this uh, helping container, the actual you're going to hang out with Sarah and Brad tonight. Is that correct? Yep, that's tonight. I'm excited. I'm nervous. I'm scared, but uh, I'm Dude, yeah, I'm already I, drunk. Are you I, are you still soliciting advice? Yes, because I you would got. say just ignore her and just talk to Brad, and she'll get jealous and then want to talk. To her. This is that that is uh some of that really shitty nineties pickup artist advice yep. that, that, that they the dude with the like fuzzy velvet hat would give you on VH one or some shit. You that kind of works. Uh no, that is terrible advice. I bet I bet Samantha would argue that that does not work. Samantha uh, It's called peacocking. <laughs> well, if we're gonna treat this like a first date, like confidence is key. Someone is I'm gonna, you know, yeah, puff my chest out a little bit and act like I'm an equal, even though I'm obviously not. 
Well, if it's okay. a first date, don't I, you have to knock bread out? And just, yeah, take you gotta out? go just pull oh, bread. <laughs> no, no, no. Haven't no, you no. seen Cobra Kai? That doesn't that doesn't work out very well. Uh, you I'm are also Brad. You should be. You should be. They're both seem like delightful human beings. Um, uh, also, uh, news that just broke over the past few days is that Sarah is now uh, part of the ownership group for the uh, what's the name? The Chicago Chicago I, I Red wanna, Stars of the uh, it NWSL. is Red Stars. Okay. Yeah. Professional yeah, uh, Women's Soccer League. So that's pretty incredible. How about this though? Sarah Spain will be the second team owner I've gotten drunk with. Okay, I got well, drunk with first? a uh, uh, Alex Bregman's dad used to own a uh, NBA D League team here in New Mexico, and I've had a few drinks with him every <laughs> once in a while. So that's what well, I do you now. Didn't I didn't drop with, that name, Steak Sauce. I know that. I that, just party with team owners. That's what I do now. the lead. <laughs> so where where is this meeting going to take place? Uh, it's in Phoenix, Arizona. Spring training. Okay. So you're there now. Yep, getting ready to go to the game. And and I thought I thought that was a shtick that you were doing on about being nervous and this and that because you're great just on your own. Like I, I don't see why you would have anything to be nervous about. I would love to hang out with with Steak. I'm looking forward to, to the time. Per, to be completely honest, I, I'm not nervous. I'm fucking stoked. I'm excited. It's gonna be fun. For I sure. wanted to go on the helping container just so I could say I went on the helping container and to brag nationally that I'm gonna hang out with Sarah Spain. The one piece of advice I did take from that is I did line up a phone call with Izzy, so he's going to call me at some point, and I'm going to say, sorry, Sarah Spain, it's Izzy Gutierrez. I have to take this. <laughs> nice. That's I, a boss I do want to say, I, I do want to say, I feel like, and I'm, I'm not going to look back for the Twitter thread. I'm just going to rewrite the memory in my brain. I feel like I helped as a greased the wheels here for this meeting to happen because there was like a Twitter thread where uh, Sarah or Brad talked about like hanging out in uh, for spring training. And I think my name was somewhere in there. It was probably making a fart joke somewhere and completely irrelevant to actually meeting Sarah Spain. And I just happened to get caught up in the replies, but I'm going to say that I had a serious hand in this and I'm jealous that I am stuck in Wilmington, North Carolina with COVID while you get to go hang out with Brad and Sarah. You suck. I hate your gut. Steak sauce. Bye. You were, <laughs> you were a key part of it, man. I'll, uh, I'll take a picture. I'll get her to sign a commission out for you and send it to you. Oh, but don't say that. Don't, don't, don't tease me with that steak. Don't play with his emotions. Steak, I do have to say my face hurt from – listening to that just smiling the whole time just imagining the joy that was on your face and you could hear you could actually hear it during that whole helping container you were just like man here i am sitting i'm sitting in the chair with all these guys and i'm just i'm just one of the guys that was had to be a fantastic experience it was amazing even the, the, there was like a five minute window where i entered the zoom but they didn't let me in i was in the waiting room and the screen just said uh dan levitard zoom and for a minute, I was like, holy shit, Dan is going to be here. And I just started like shaking and I was like so happy. And I was like, oh my God, this is crazy. But then he wasn't there, of course. But I opened it up and I saw Mike and Billy and Chris and Roy and Whittingham. And it was just like, man, these are my people. And I'm just sitting here like Zooming with them. Like we're just cutting it up. Best part about it, after we finished, I stayed on for like another 10 minutes just talking to them. Just like not recording off the record, just cutting it up. And it was so fun. Good shit, man. Good shit. Well, tell Sarah I said hello tonight, okay? Um, yeah. She's going to have no idea who you're talking about. But uh, well, um, Depending on how this goes, there might be a point in the night where I start a Zoom and send a link to a few people so she can say hi to them. Okay. So uh, I'll, be on the lookout. I'll, I'll have my phone on the go. 
<laughs> I gotta find a monocle. You know where to buy a monocle? <laughs> Just break your glasses in half. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Target. Have a, have a nose and one eye. There are monocles R us in the greater Phoenix area. I think Walmart carries them. Maybe you could try like the party city. They might have like a costume section or something. That's smart. That might be funny. That's a good idea. <laughs> I was or thinking just, about getting a fake Brad tattoo, just showing up and saying like, "Yeah, I really did it." Like you thought I was joking. <laughs> yeah, just pull Brad to the side and ask to borrow his. <laughs> uh, it's going to be fun. I fully expect for her to uh, block me on Twitter by the end of the night or the end of the weekend. <laughs> well, but you she know, if she blocks, like, if she blocks you, she can follow me. I'll, I'll pick up that slack. <laughs> so I'm, I'm got to take a picture. You know, she could block me, but she can't delete my pictures. <laughs> Mary, you, Mary, you had something, something you want to say yeah I do have one more thing it was a very rare occurrence it's one of my favorite uh, things on the show uh, Dan gagged he, he, got, he, got, he got the gag reflex we talked about this a few episodes ago but there were there was some discussion about Chris about Greg Cody and earwax I guess he had some q-tips in his bathroom that Chris was showing and Dan <laughs> went with his <laughs> and it is again it's it's almost like billy getting his mind blown uh it's one of my favorite things if you've heard the the parody commercial that i did for uh stan van gundy's hot nuggets uh it was featured in that and oh no that was uh stugatz's uh steak uh sausage, sausage fingers. fingers sausage fingers, couldn't even remember yeah. the parody that i did but yeah i fe- got a chance to feature <laughs> all that but dan's gagging just got me and it was phenomenal so just wanted to make sure that that got its due uh, credit because it happens occasionally not that often and when it does it's just special and i love how greg said well yeah my ears are filled with wax but they're clean like no greg if they're filled with wax they're not necessarily clean <laughs> that was the point that was being made i don't know it just made me laugh well we're gonna wrap it up right here thank you for joining us for another uh another episode of your midweek mentions um will where can we find you on twitter you can find me at waffle house w-a-p-p-l-e-h-o-u-s-e steak sauce where can we find you you can find me at heckler brad on twitter <laughs> john what about you at papa john's samantha where can we find you and you all can your find tweets? me at samantha y26 schweitz you can find me at cowboy for angels.com Do not Google that, people. You will be sorry. Mayor, what about you? Uh, You can find me at Santini Matt. Uh, That's S-A-N-T-I-N-I-M-A-T-T. I'm Anthony, and you can find me at Arjuni Cat on Twitter. That was fun. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in a new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series now streaming on Showtime.